Hey everyone, welcome to Ask Shane Anything, where you can literally ask me whatever the heck you want. This show is supported by patrons who pledge $7 or more per month. Thank you guys very much, and you get precedent when we go to select questions for the show. Without further ado, let's get to it. Our first question comes from Sifted from Sound Wizard. Hi Shane, what is a game genre you'd like to see more of? I want the old-fashioned RTS games like CNC to make their triumphant return. Well, the good news is you're getting that. They are starting to remake tons of those old school classic RTS games. So I think you're good. And in fact, I think I might be good too. Uh, the genre that I would like to see more of is 3D platformers, but they need to evolve. I don't need to play another Banjo-Kazooie. I don't need to play another Super Mario 64. Someone has to come up with an idea to renovate or rejuvenate the 3D platformer. Now the good news is, if you do just like the genre, there are tons of games coming out very soon. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 actually looks more like a 3D platformer than kind of the side-scrolling or run-towards-the-screen stuff that we've seen from Crash in the past. That's exciting. Super Mario 3D All-Stars is coming very soon. That's three classic 3D platformers coming in one package, but you gotta order it now because you won't be able to buy it later. Um, in general, I would say the genre is starting to look up a little bit. And when I said earlier about, you know, innovation in the genre, Fall Guys, that's kind of an innovative take on the 3D platformer. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Fall Guys, which may sound weird. Uh, obviously, I'm a big 3D platformer guy uh, because I don't think the mechanics are all that tight. But as I said on Game Face, I think if you got a really good developer working on that genre, and I hate to say it, steal the idea and make it better, I think it could be really awesome, and I think it absolutely could usher in a brand new era of the 3D platformer. Please go. Next up is a question from Sifted from Toast9. This might sound a little specific and random, but what are your top three best fours in video games? By this I mean numbered sequels with four in the title. I was looking it over and it turns out there are a ton of amazing fours. I would love to hear your top three picks. That's a great question and also really observant because you're right, there are a lot of really good part four whatever. Um, man, let me think. Let's see. God of War 4? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, it's they rebooted it, but it's really God of War 4. Uh, it would be God of War 4 if they had just used the number instead of rebooting the title. So God of War 4, definitely near the top. Um, Resident Evil 4, without a doubt. Um, that might be my number one, I'll be honest with you. I can still enjoy playing that game, and it's really old at this point. There aren't a lot of games from that era that I can go back and play and still really enjoy them. Resident Evil 4 is definitely one of them. And I guess my last edition would probably be... Uncharted 4, I think. Uh, there are so many good third sequels for video game franchises. When I get to the third one, I'm kind of splitting hair. So that would be in my third slot. Resident Evil 4 first, Uncharted 4 in third. Now, I totally get it. Most people don't believe Uncharted 4 is as good as Uncharted 2 or Uncharted 3. And I would maybe agree. I think if you look at all those games on an even keel, Uncharted 4 is undoubtedly the best game of the series. However, I think if you look at the point in time when the games were released, it's probably not the best because 
Uncharted 2 and 3, it was a trailblazing franchise. Uncharted 4, it was almost kind of an also-ran. Uh, they're like, hey, here's Uncharted 4 in a higher resolution and more detail. Uh, but still, it was a great game. So I guess those would be my three picks for the best fours in the history of video games. Our next question comes from Sifted from Jay Lynn. What's the idea behind trying to keep Sifted politics free? I think Sifted is great when political issues get discussed. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to say is, before I even answer this, there are probably dozens and dozens of people saying, no, 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 don't do that. And there's a reason for that. Um, I've said before on Game Face that I don't want politics in my gaming because for me gaming is kind of an escape. It's a, it's a point in time every week where I forget about all the crazy stuff that is going on. So I want Sifted to be kind of a refuge for people where they don't have to worry about all the cares of normal life kind of creeping into something that they use as an escape. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, and while I haven't kept my personal beliefs all that secret to be perfectly honest with you, I think you guys understand kind of where I stand politically. Um, I don't want it to become Colin's last stand. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. Uh, Colin was very smart. He used his political leanings, beliefs to generate an audience of people. And for those of you who don't know Colin, he is right-leaning, um, more conservative-leaning than I would say anyone else in the game's media that I know personally. I'm sure there are other people who are even farther right than he is, um, but I just don't know them. Uh, pretty much 99% of the people in games press are left-leaning, and he is the exception. Um, but he was very smart in that he realized, hey, conservatives play games too. He has not been shy about sharing that, and I believe knowing fully that it was going to garner him an audience. And that's, look, he's running his own business. He can do whatever he wants to make his business a success. I'm not begroaning him. I'm just going to explain why I would not do that. The reason I would not do that is because I don't want to shut out anybody. Uh, I don't hate people for their political beliefs. I may think that they're wrong or uninformed, but I don't hate them for it. I can't hate someone because they don't have four hours a day to research all the latest crap that's been happening with Trump. I just don't. Um, and those people love games just like we do. Let's just be honest. They don't love games any less than we do just because they support some other political party. And I'm not the type of person who wants to exclude people, period. I am a gatherer. I am a person who bring, tries to bring people together in pretty much every element of my life. And I don't feel like it would be genuine if Sifted wasn't that if it didn't represent who I am as a person. And so I don't want to exclude anyone. I realize some of the things I say about politics may piss some people off. Um, that's fair. I understand it. There are things that other people say about politics that really piss me off. So I totally get that. But I hope at the end of the day, everyone can understand that I don't begrudge someone for what they believe politically. Uh, and I'm not going to just turn to this like into this left leaning website to try to get money. I'm just not. Um, I am an independent, to be perfectly honest with you. I am not left-leaning or right-leaning. I know that sounds crazy, but that is, I am what the center is at this point. I know that's hard to believe. Um, and I have friends and family on both sides, and I wouldn't want them to not want to come to my website. So uh, for me personally, there are some things that are not worth money, and that is sacrificing my integrity and in things that I believe. And I believe in inclusion and bringing everybody in under the same tent. And so. 
that's what Sifted's gonna be. I realize it may be short-sighted and it may be more financially advantageous for us to pick a side and then kind of really push that, but I'm not gonna do it, it's just not for me. All right, we have a fun question for the last one. And this is the last question from the last batch that you guys gave me. So that just shows you how great the questions were that you guys supplied last time. But with that in mind, we're gonna be asking for new ones soon. But anyway, here's the last question from uh, this week's show. It's from Jerry Gonzalez from Patreon. What was your favorite concert venue for punk shows or concerts in general? Mine include Maritime Hall in San Francisco, The Edge in Palo Alto, and Shoreline Amphitheater. Okay, Jerry, uh, first of all, you're from California. Um, and so the venues that you listed are all NorCal, Central California, SoCal, and I would totally understand. If I had grown up here, I would probably list the same venues that you did. However, I grew up on the East Coast, um, and that's where I went to punk and hardcore shows. Uh, if I had to say favorite venue, uh, would I say the VFW on uh, Oak Street in Carlisle, Pennsylvania? <laughs> like you talk about venues, man. Like I don't know what you're. You're probably younger than me. But when I was going to punk and hardcore shows, they weren't in nice venues at all, man. They were literally in VFWs, um, Eagles clubs, like these little buildings where normally old retirees go to get hammered. Uh, that we would rent them out on the weekend, and that's where we would do our shows. So. Uh, favorite venue, I would go to some big venues. I went to the 930 Club in DC. Unfortunately, I went to the 930 Club after it had kind of become a more general venue. For those of you who don't know, the 930 Club was the venue where all DC hardcore happened, went down, was nurtured, um, Fugazi, Minor Threat, Rites of Spring, Dag Nasty, all those bands, Jawbox, they all were from the 930 Club. By the time I started going there, they had kind of opened it up to other things and all the DC stuff was happening in like huge cathedrals. Like they would rent out these gigantic churches and have these shows with like 10 bands. So not very glamorous. Um, now, if you're talking about hardcore and punk, it's not glamorous, but I wasn't just going to hardcore and punk shows. I was going to shows all over the East Coast for a variety of genres. Um, and Star Lake Amphitheater in Pittsburgh was one of my favorites. I think it's been renamed now but I went to Lollapalooza there a bunch of times. A veteran stadium in Philadelphia, I went to a bunch of concerts there. The Spectrum, uh, Lincoln Financial Center. I, I was all over the place, dude. When I, if you start talking about the clubbing and the raves and stuff, I, I couldn't even begin to start talking about my favorite venues. There were just too many. A lot of them are closing now because they haven't been able to operate for six months, uh, but I made some great memories in those places. So. Um, when I think about punk and hardcore, I don't think about venues at all. I think about these dingy little VFW places just so hot that sweat is dripping off of the ceiling. That's what I think about when I think of punk and hardcore venues. All right, that's it for Ask Shane Anything. Just like I said a minute ago, uh, we're gonna be asking for new questions very soon. So look for those on both our Patreon page and on sifted.net. Without you guys, this show doesn't happen. So I really appreciate you guys participating. Have yourself a great week and we'll see you next time.